This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage closet. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week, and it's time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I'm Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. Um, Full disclosure, I, I might be a little windy tonight, because I spent the afternoon at a chili cook-off. Yeah. So I've eaten a lot of beans. That's good, though. It's good protein. Uh, yes. Everyone knows he's windy. Right. Oh, and this right. wasn't the, the Wedding Veil movie that was set in the Windy City. Yes. This was this oh, was yes. set elsewhere. So, so um, now, I thought this movie... So what did so what did you two think of this movie? Since there was like with this, I, I call it Sammy goes to Greece. Otherwise known as, and the reason I call it Sammy goes to Greece is the star of this one, Allison Sweeney plays you know Sammy Brady, the the super bitch from Days of Our Lives. And so I, even though we her name in this movie is Tracy, I, I always call her Sammy. But what did you what what oh. did you did did you guys think that this had a different spin than the other two? Yes. I heard somebody I heard somebody like this movie more than the beloved coming of age movie uh, The Fablemans. I did. <laughs> I'll own it. I'll own it. I hated The Fablemans. I I hated it. hate it. I thought it was so fucking boring. Oh damn. If that weren't about famous director Steven Spielberg, nobody would give a crap about what is happening in that movie. I have a confession. I've been watching it for days and I haven't been able to get through Cause it. Because it's dull. Nothing happens. You guys, he was going to cast you in a sequel to Always. And that, now I guess I'm the only one left who gets to be in it. Oh, yeah. No, okay, I, I, I did not hate The Fablemans, but I didn't particularly like it. It's, uh, I didn't hate it. Let, let no. me rephrase. It, it, I, I yeah. hate it through the lens of, oh, my God, isn't this movie so fantastic? Let's nominate it for all these awards. It's Spielberg's best work. It's no. not. Nobody is saying that. Are no. They? They're promoting it like that's it's his it's so personal. It's his best work yet. It's not. It's not, it's not bad. No, it's, it's, it just it's on the low isn't end. necessary. Yeah, of his movies. It's on the low end of his movies, I think. And there are, I would say, there are flashes of brilliance because he's brilliant. Uh, but no, it's dull. Uh, Judd Hirsch, I couldn't even understand. He's nominated for an Oscar. I couldn't understand him sometimes. Um, it, it's not It's not very cohesive. It doesn't, you know, the, everything doesn't add up well. You have beautiful Michelle Williams. She has to choose between... Uh, Dana Plato and Seth Rogen. I mean, what? Who's Dana? Pl Dana Plato Dana is the Plato. daughter no, no, on no. Different Strokes. No, no. What's the guy's name? Paul Dano. 
Oh, Paul Dino. Dino played yeah, yeah, she, she has to choose between Paul Dino and Seth Rogen. Uh, I, Steve I, I, wasn't available. I, well, full disclosure, I, I am not as wowed by Michelle Williams acting in general as most people are. And I just thought she looked nuts in this movie. I realized she was playing a character that was meant that, you know, had some mental illness, even though they never out, oh, well. outwardly say it. But I mean, I, I don't mean it in that way. I mean it in the sense felt like she was acting in a different movie than everyone else. Was it a better uh-huh. movie? Probably like, not. Yeah. Because she's still in it. <laughs> like, like, I didn't hate it, but, you know, I'd be watching the movie and then go, oh, 90 Day Fiance is on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rather yeah. see that. Like, why was a monkey? The monkey was in the movie, I guess, because Spielberg lived with a monkey for a little while. The monkey doesn't have anything to do with the movie. I or is it God about be- the monkey. Is it supposed to be because Raiders of the Lost Ark had a monkey, so we're supposed to remember from that? I don't know. Well, yeah, I think those those like beats are supposed to foreshadow like things we know about again, famous person Steven Spielberg. If this were just about some like complete unknown, uh, you know, growing up like wanting to become a filmmaker, people would be like, I don't want to see that. That That's boring. What's the point? Why are we making this movie? Did did you guys watch the Banshee? Oh, go ahead. did you guys watch the Banshees of whatever, whatever yet? I in, saw it this in, in a Sharon. Yeah, it's is so because I'm going to. Did you guys uh, like yeah, it? Yeah, I did, but it, it's sad though. It's it's another depressing movie, but I, yeah, it's very good. I, I thought. I, uh, I was bored by it, but it's just kind of not my cup of tea. I thought uh, both uh, Colin and um, uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh, Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson were were fantastic in the movie. I didn't care for the. The, the way this story was told, I think it was supposed to be a metaphor for something else, but didn't quite stick the landing. And yeah, I didn't love it, but it didn't. Hate well, it. no, because I'm I'm going to a, I'm going to a live screening of it on Monday, and Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson are going to be doing a Q and A after. Oh, nice! Oh, so, so I'm excited about I'm excited about doing that. Yeah, the, and they'll be that. great in a Q and A together because they're like real life friends, and actually, like both are pretty funny in conversation. So that'll be good. Well, the one I'm like, really looking oh. forward to is next Saturday, Severance is doing one, and then they're having, like, a, a party with some of the cast after. Oh, I love that. Oh, cool. I'm very that. excited the movie, about that. The movie we liked was To Leslie. You like that, right, Les? I, have you seen it yet, Jason? No. Where, where can you see it? On YouTube. I, it's available for, like, $7 to rent on YouTube or some other... On Amazon, I saw it on Amazon. Yeah. I saw it on Amazon Prime, I think, and it was worth. And mine was like six bucks, and it was worth the six bucks. It was. It's it's really great. I I thought it was. Yeah, I saw I saw the trailer yeah. for it the other day because I wanted to know like what exactly this movie was because I'd never even heard of it until it got nominated. Um, the trailer I did find a little troublesome because it felt like a lot of people doing bad Southern accents. Well, here's the thing. Mark Maron, he does a Southern accent. I thought it worked for this movie. Now, it's not like a. I would say, I mean, I don't know what, what I don't know what you th- thought about it less. It's not, it's not perfect. I enjoyed him. I really, I, enjoyed I, him. absolutely. It's, it's, I don't think he's perfect with the accent, but it's, it really works for this movie. It kind of, s- softens his character who is he in the movie what's his character he is kind of like her he kind of rescues her yeah got it and he, op- he, 
Yeah. Because the basically, you know, and this is no spoiler, the premise is, is she's a woman who won the lottery and then it cuts to six years later when she had blown all oh, of the okay. money and was okay. a full-blown alcoholic. Okay. Yeah, and so there's like some hard scenes, just like there are in all these movies, hard scenes. But the, the difference is, the big difference is this movie it's, is a redemption story, which I think was really nice to see. And it is really well acted. It's well done. I was... I was like, unlike the Fablemans, this movie, I was, I was interested in like every scene in this movie. Yeah. I was, I, was I, and even though, and, and, and Mark Marin, his, his accent, let's just say it was good enough. That's what I thought. I definitely, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed him in this movie and, you know, I've seen him in stuff before. But this was the first time I was like, wow, he can actually, he can really act. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I cried at the end of the movie. It was, it was a beautiful experience. What? I think, I think it was my favorite movie I've seen out of these Oscar movies. I Me mean, too. Yeah. Me too. I'm still very Me much too. team everything everywhere. And I just rewatched that. that. That's still good. Yeah, that's no, that's, that, good that, that's good. I also liked uh, Tar. I thought that uh, that movie can't be for everybody, but I thought I I I, I like that that movie. Well, I, and the difference is, you know, I liked everything everywhere from like the fantasy out being like out there standpoint, but it was good. And as just you know. Um, how would I put it? Like a human, you know how there's always like the human interest movie. This was good as far as that went. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a, a son of immigrant parents, but my, my mom largely was. And so I sort of relate to that experience because it, it does feel different to grow up when you are growing up in different cultures than your parents did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, okay. both were good. Yeah. And I, and I would be, um, like if Leslie, if, if, uh, I forget her name, the woman who they had the writing campaign for, if she won, Andrea I wouldn't Rise, be mad. At it. I wouldn't be mad at it at all. It's actually Andrew. I think it's pronounced Riceboro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's going to win. Well, cause weren't they trying to like, I were pissed. There was, there was, so basis for those that listening that don't know the Andrea Riceboro, who's nominated for to Leslie, uh, it, the nomination caught pretty much everyone by surprise because she hadn't been nominated for any awards leading up to the Academy Awards, like Golden Globe, SAG Awards, none of those. And uh, she had gotten the nomination because a bunch of like big A-list celebs, like one of Paltrow and Kate Winslet, or like they they uh, like supposedly by word of mouth of this movie that only made twenty seven thousand dollars when it was released. Uh, supposedly by word of mouth, all these A-listers are like, oh, I'm going to hold a screening and show everyone how great Andrew's performance is. So the, it looked, or at least it seemed like, hey, we should maybe look under the hood here and see if anything shady was going on in terms of how this movie got nominated. Uh-huh. You know what they hooked on hooked onto? Because um, I was reading up on that as well. They said that the, they said that the, you know, you're allowed to promote movies. You're allowed to, um, you know, do all the campaigning. What you're not allowed to do is you can't compare the performance you're campaigning to to another performance to say to somebody else's performance and say it's 
negative. So what they did was they found that somebody did an Instagram post of a Richard Roper review, which basically, where basically he said, he said, look, he said, Cape Blanchett is fantastic in tar. However, I'm going to go with, with Andrea, Andrea Riseborough as the, the best performance of the year. And so they said, aha, you're putting down Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett during her Golden Globe speech, uh, which she won a Golden Globe in her speech. She actually mentioned Andrew Riseborough and how great she was. But they're like, aha. So they were holding on to that. And, and didn't Siskel and Ebert do that all the time? No, it's not that Richard Roper did it. It's that an Academy voter did it, right? Yeah, they uh, did the Instagram okay. of the Richard yeah. Roper. Richard Roper so can as, do as whatever as the fuck he wants. As if they were saying that, yeah. And probably God. does. Oh, yeah? Richard Roper gives no fucks. That's awesome. Well, I, I tell you what. If she does win, this is going to, like, I hope she does. the apple cart and like, I think, in a good way. If she wins. Well, well the Academy should be happy, though. It's, they could cheer up. Uh, I just read Roman Polanski. He's got a new movie coming out. I know they like him. They love Roman Polanski, so go vote for him. Everybody else is canceled. Remember, we had that year of canceled, canceled. Oh, another. Write that blank check to Roman Polanski. Right. Right. The worst of the well, is he the worst of the worst? I don't know. He's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, he's him. He's, 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 he, Woody, he and Woody Allen are kind of. He's up uh, there. Neck and neck. Mm. But you know, he's not canceled. Kurt. Do you have any Black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. I'm talking China. Look, we haven't had a lot of Black China news in the last couple of weeks, so I've had to go back to evergreen stories and old classics. Well, get ready, because here we go from Hot97.com. Black China reportedly pregnant with baby number three. Woo! Ooh. Beer, 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 beer. Oh, wait, I have Could an there horn. be? <laughs> Could there be a baby number three on the way for Black China? The internet seems to think so. According to reports, China posed with her new beau, rapper Twin Hector, where it appears he is holding her stomach. In a series of photos posted to Instagram, <laughs> Instagram is nothing but trouble, Hector and China are both rocking an all-white fit, and Hector sits on a piano chair, and China stands over him. Either she just ate real good, or my sister's pregnant. We've gone see in about six <laughs> so months. Mean. Notice this one fan. I see a baby belly, says another. In the last photo of the bunch, China is rocking a sports bra and no shirt, which fans believe is a baby bump poking out. <laughs> China has two other children, one with rapper Tyga and the other with Rob Kardashian. China has been vocal about her relationship with her children's fathers. We reportedly, we previously reported that China says she gets no help from her children's fathers. Yesterday, I had to give up three of my cars. My reasons, morals, beliefs, being a single mother, no support. I'm a mama. And in another post, she continued, single with no support and child support. The model and former reality stars has, star has yet to confirm if she's expecting another little one. But we are sending her congratulations in advance if the rumors are true. We, as a podcast, should send her 
like a congratulatory gift. Like if if it ends up being true and it gets announced, we should send her like a like a baby basket of some sort. I agree. I agree. Let's do it. All right. I agree one hundred percent. I write these notes down, but then I don't keep the pieces of paper. I love the baby basket. (laughs) What did they say? She was eating good. (laughs) I want to hear. I want to hear Kurt every week from now on saying the words baby bump. Baby right. bump. Oh. Yeah. oh my god. Courage. This happened, we could we could do bump watch. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Baby bump. It's Black China Bump Watch. So and stupid. a baby basket. Okay, I got it written down. I can't really read it with though. And I and I did love that I had to give away three of my cars. <laughs> well, we've day. heard that before. We've heard that before, but I don't think I've ever heard it with uh, preceded by the words "my reasons" <laughs> or she or uh, postseded. I, I gave up three cars. My reasons. <laughs> Maybe she was saying she was giving up her reasons. I don't know. Yeah, I. I you could read that two ways. Like uh, I gave up three cars. My reasons, and here they are. Or I gave up three cars. My reasons, not yours. I'm not telling you why. I just gave them away. Uh, well, that's funny. My, my voice is a little hoarse. I finally succumbed to the coronavirus, as uh, Cardi B would say, coronavirus. Well, you you gave it a good run yeah, without without it. January two thousand twenty three. I finally got it. Because this is your first. This is your first go round, right? So you lasted for three years without getting it. Yeah. Or are we going on four years now? It's uh, three. three. It's three, yeah. But, but yeah, Kurt, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went for that long. Did you guys have it once? Once I have had it three times. Ah, really? <laughs> oh boy. I I have I have once that that has been confirmed. Okay. I've had some colds and other things and haven't tested positive, but that for the I got it back in like December twenty twenty before the the vaccine was even really fully available. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've had it three times. Oh, I didn't know you had it that many times. Okay. Well, so so, but but so the this the when I got it and tested positive, um, the first or this I call it the second time, but the first time I tested and tested positive, the entire time I was like, oh, I felt like this before, and it was the March. Like when it first started. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they weren't really testing or anything, and we just were starting to hear about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, the way that I felt when I tested positive was exactly the way that I felt the first time. But yeah, it was March before they were that March before they were testing or anything. Okay. So, so that's why I'm just saying three because I. It definitely, or well, without testing, it definitely felt like COVID. Put it that way. Okay. But, but do you know where COVID does not exist? The wedding veil movies. Yeah, uh, they don't really talk about it. No. No. I don't have a care no in the mask. world. No, nothing. Just see. They have a veil. They could put the veil over. That's um, gonna keep out COVID. It's very porous. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, 
But but yeah, I I definitely thought that this movie was it took a different it took a different spin than the other two. Yeah. And I guess probably it was because the character Tracy is supposed to be the hit one out of them anyway. I have a few theories as to why this movie in my opinion, is the by far the best of the Wedding Veil movies yet. And it first of all, I think it's that Tracy, uh, uh, um, Sammy, what's her name? <laughs> Allison Sweetie's character <laughs> and the, the guy that plays her, her husband, the male lead. I think of the three couples across these movies, uh, they by far have the most chemistry together. They seem the most natural together. They seem like an actual couple. Um I think also in contrast to the previous two movies, while this one was about them trying to work out any even hint of trouble between them, uh, they actually spent a lot of time together in the movie, therefore sort of reinforcing the core premise of any Hallmark movie is, hey, it's about this couple that we want to see together. Whereas the last right. two was about, oh, we're having all these problems and we never see each other and we're all so busy and not around each other. This movie got that out of the way right out of the gate and actually put them together. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, you know, the movie involved capers, shenanigans, Spying. It was. It was in. It actually shot in the gorgeous locale where it was set. And, was nice, yeah. and the other two showed up and stayed just long enough. Yes, that was the perfect amount. Yeah, the perfect amount. Well, they crashed a honeymoon. That was a little bit gauche. There was a good reason, and which the, I guess and we'll get into. They were well, at least one of the two was kind of invited. Yeah. For this purpose, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we start out, um, and we're in Chicago, and we see Sammy or Tracy. No, no, we're in New York. And oh, they're in New. Oh, that's right. They're, yeah, they are in New York. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, did we say the name of this movie? I think we did, right? Oh, the, the Wedding Bell Journey. Journey, and it Don't was a journey. Bleeding. Yeah. So, um. They and so we. Oh see, my gosh! I just—I think there might be a bit of a pun in the title. Not even joking. What? Because the what? whole, the, the the way this this ends, and one of the character traits about Tracy that we've been given over the past two years is that Tracy is of the three, the one that's skeptical of the veil's powers. She doesn't believe in the, the veil. She stops. So, uh, don't no. stop believing. Like Don't stop believing. I think it's a pun. Uh, uh, <laughs> well played, Wedding Veil writers. I do want to give them, I, I am going to be giving this them a huge compliment. Oh, but, uh, so okay. We'll get to that. Me too. Yes, so, so, so get ready, everybody. So, so we see, we see um, Sammy Brady, otherwise known as Tracy, um, she she and her husband are not spending any time together, and so there's like a whole montage of them leaving notes to each other. But they let they left like creative notes to each other, like you know she she'd come home and go to like 
read a book in bed and there'd be a note in the book and then there would be a note in the shoe and then there'd be a note in the drawer and then they'd show him come home but she's already asleep and then they'd show him asleep and she'd already be gone so basically the point is they were not spending any time together at all so then we see um you know um emma and avery are there and they have like you know the obligatory ladies lunch that they've had in every movie and we find out that um, Emma, who was the star of the last movie, um, Wedding Veil, was it? Inspiration. Inspiration. We find out that she, because at the end of that movie, she was pregnant. So we find out she had a daughter. She has a toddler now. And um, they're drinking wine. Oh, because this was her first time that she could actually drink wine since she had been pregnant. Because um, I guess she wasn't nursing anymore. By the way, if and you do they... the math, the events in this movie take place two years after the Lacey one in this second trilogy. Yeah. That's kind of wild yeah, that it's two years later. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, yeah. And and so, um, so they start joking about having kids, and she's like, uh, Sammy's like, no, I don't want kids. And she was very adamant about it. And I like that they didn't shame her about it either. But like, they keep bringing so like, it up. But but I like that when she was like, I don't want kids, they just shut the fuck up. They, I well, I addressed this in the last two movies when we talked about them, that the, this her constantly talking about how she doesn't uh, want kids, I thought this movie was going to turn into her getting baby fever. It did not. But... Oh. Good. Dot, 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 and we'll get to that later. So, but what they were right about is, like, she's talking about how, you know, she and her husband, Sammy was talking about how she and her husband didn't ever spend time together, and the other two ladies were like, listen, you need, you better fix this, and you better start spending time with him somehow before this is going to cause a problem in your marriage. And I love the fact that they brought up the fact that there's going to be a potential problem for a practical thing. Yeah. And they were very, you know, very matter of fact, they're like, you know, you better fix this while you have a chance to fix this. These ladies know a lot of stuff. I'm sorry. I said, these ladies, they know a lot of stuff. Yeah. Know a lot of psychology. They know a lot of, uh, Marriage repair. Right. And so they were like, you know, you need to have, you need to have your honeymoon. You never had one. And so. Do it. So uh, Nick, uh, later that night, she's at home. She's waiting up for Nick to come well, she's home. Re- she keeps reading the great, the great Gatsby. What do you think that's supposed to be? A re- is that supposed to be some kind of reflection on this story? Because I love it. It is a good read. Gatsby. Have you read it? It is a good read. Oh, yeah. I've read it a few times. So, so her husband comes home. I don't know. Well, well, could it be? Well, it's there for the, a reason, I think. Well, what? Well, didn't the married couple in The Great Gatsby have issues? Like they barely saw each other as well. Yeah, but it was an affair. Remember, like Daisy was having an affair with whatever Great Gatsby's name. I'm trying to remember by his name. 
Daisy uh, was married to Nick. I don't have this in front of me, but Daisy was married to Nick, and Daisy was cheating, and like, and like, like Nick was cheating. And then, and was then, Daisy actually um, cheating? She, she wanted yeah, to cheat. No, well, yeah, no, Daisy was cheating. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And Tom was and cheating then, with the woman who was with Karen Black. <laughs> and, and then now, Tom was, was cheating. Tom was cheating with the woman who was working, who was married to the guy who worked at the gas station. Yeah, Karen Black. <laughs> that was Karen Black? In the movie, it was Karen Black. You remember Karen Black, Black, don't you? Yeah, Karen Black, yeah. Jason, you remember Karen Black, I've never you? read the book, and I've never seen any of the adaptations. Well, Karen Black was this actress in the 70s, and she would be... Who would she be today? Uh, she would kind of... I mixed with Karen like Allen. A, not Karen Allen. Karen okay. Allen was in was in the Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. Of Lost Ark. She would be. She Karen would Black be, was in some horror movie. Yeah, but but today yeah. the equivalent of Karen Black today would probably be okay. like uh, Margot Martindale in a way. <laughs> oh boy, Karen Black's still around. Um, like would it be like who like Margot Martindale? Or like one of those people that you'd see in everything, like Judy Greer, or like one of those. Judy Greer. Well, Karen Black was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress. She was in Five Easy Pieces. She was an Easy Rider. Uh, so she, she is a she is a uh, um, yeah. an old timey Andrea Riseborough. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like Myrtle like Wilson like a name Gatsby. a a person who's like. Uh, acting is well regarded. They've been in a bunch of stuff before, but you don't, they're not quite a household name. She's a national. Yeah, wasn't Ka- and wasn't Karen Black in the scariest movie ever, the Trilogy of Terror? Uh, the Trilogy of Terror. She was in Rob Zombie's House of 1000 Corpses in 2003. Oh. I don't know what the Trilogy, trilogy of Terror was she in, is. Wasn't, the, wasn't she in Trilogy of Terror or one of those movies? Well, I don't know what that is. She was married f- four times. No, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. Yes. Four times. Well, girls got to keep trying. She's still on number four. Well, good. There's our Karen Black update. <laughs> <laughs> now back to you. Black attack. So, okay. So, so, um, so this, ne- so this next part, so Nick comes home and, um, says that, you know, he was getting ready to come home and he was going to come home earlier, but they had rude guests. And the way that she said, do they know that's not how we do things in L.A.? She sounded very Sammy Brady in that. Oh, like, she Uh-oh. and you mean, I think you mean New York City. But but yeah, she and Nick said a few times they, they made references to like, oh, things are different in New York. Or we're, and they like made a big deal of like, we're from New, from New York. I thought that was going to be like a running joke and the joke that turns a little bit annoying and they have to sort of like dial it back. But that was not the case. They just brought it up a few times. Yeah. Whoever would listen. And, 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 and it actually, when they brought it up, it made total sense when they brought it up. Yeah. Too. yeah. Well, there are people who say that it sounds a little, mm-hmm. it's a little douchey. Pompous. Yeah. It, it's Pompous, one, it's yeah, one it's of those things like, it, cause it felt a little bit like Hi, my name's Jason. I'm from LA. Like, I just asked your name. Why are you telling me where you're from? That's not necessarily relevant to this start of this conversation. Right. Right. 
I'm Nick. I'm from New York. Right. So they so um, Sammy's like, listen, Nick, we need to get it together and spend time together because we never spend any time together. Let's go on our honeymoon. And he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. We do. And so she was like, so let's just do it this way. We're going to get a globe and we're going to spend the globe and just close your eyes. And where your finger lands is where we're going to go. So they do it the first time. We're going to the heart of Afghanistan. That'll be fine. Right. (laughs) How funny would that have been if they they did that and the writers wanted sort of a choose your own adventure movie and that actually happened. And we've got a Hallmark movie just set in a war zone. (laughs) The Wedding Veil Afghanistan. The Wedding Veil Combat. (laughs) (laughs) So 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 they spin the globe and the first place is Japan. But they are um, racist. They're racist. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm joking that they they're racist because they didn't pick Japan. They don't like Asians. Oh, but but the reason why they didn't pick Japan was because um, didn't she have a client? Um, uh, I think Sammy had a client there. Because a big part of their thing too is we're gonna go on this honeymoon, and they're both workaholics as well. So it's like we're going go on this honeymoon, and we're not gonna work. We're literally just gonna spend time with each other. So she had a client that lived in Japan. So she's like, no, because then that would turn into work. They spin it again. They His finger lands in Brazil. Siberia. And then he's like, I know, <laughs> could you imagine? My husband lived in Siberia for a while. I know someone who went on vacation that went to Siberia. It's supposedly nice, actually. What do you okay, do there? Nice honeymoon. What's that? What do like, you eat there? Yeah, no, what do you do there for, for vacation? I think it's like... It's, Drink vodka. Historical, an historical place to go to. That's not vacation. That's not vacation. Um, they wanted to learn, learn uh, Russian. And it, and it is Russia, so you know there there are like sightseeing wise and just you know there is stuff to see. I, I guess it, it it is the the use of the word vacation because you don't normally associate any part of Russia with vacation you associate, you might go on a trip there to visit, to see the historical things, but you don't think of like, I get two weeks a year. And last year we did Fiji. This year we are doing Siberia. Right. It's yeah. Cause it, cause I, you know, I've been to Russia. It's not relaxing. (laughs) I saw an ad for the Ukraine fringe festival. And I thought, boy, if I was like, If I like, maybe if I was, didn't have much more time left, I would go <laughs> take the risk right. and go to the Ukraine Fringe Festival. You can't even fly in, into Ukraine. I was like, I was looking into this. You have to fly into oh, a so different country. you actually country. checked. No, you, yeah, I did. Cause I was curious, like what, what if you actually did this? And <laughs> I'm always looking for performance opportunities to, to enhance my career. <laughs> um, I, I, uh. You know, you have to fly into like a different country and then like smuggle yourself across the border to get in. <laughs> oh, like Cuba? Cuba? No, no, you you'll, you'll go from Cuba. Cuba to the Ukraine. <laughs> no, you can't because you can't fly into Cuba from the U.S. You've got to like smuggle yourself in. Yeah, you got to swim. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to give yourself a lot of lead time when you're when you're playing those those, those areas. 
But yeah, Ukraine. Show business you, advice. Do you imagine? Could you imagine? Yeah. I could see. I could actually, Kurt. I could see you going. Well, wouldn't everybody talk about that? Can you imagine? Like I'm in the Ukraine Fringe Festival, and all of you go to Rogue. What are you gonna? Did you know Kurt's in the Ukraine? Doing the Fringe Festival. You all talk yeah, about oh. me for hours a day. Oh, we talk about you all right. <laughs> and this time I'd have some control over what you guys would be talking about me about. The difference of there in, in the US, if you get like a, a, a some sort of uh, accolades for your acting, then hopefully you get more jobs and you get more, you know, more roles, bigger roles. In the Ukraine, if you become a famous actor, you have to run the country. Right. Oh, well, that's true. Well, that's okay. I've certainly had some weird turns in my life. Yeah. President Kurt. <laughs> I bet when uh, when uh, uh, so Zelensky funny. was voicing Paddington Two, he uh, he didn't think that uh, a couple years later he'd be running the place. Right. I'll send all you fringe people to Siberia if I hear you talking about me. <laughs> reopen Siberia. Does to, to, to put us all there? Well, it's your well, choice. Let me tell you, I. I've done shows in worse places. <laughs> if I hear one word, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done shows in places that would give Siberia a run for its money. Off to Siberia, Donna. I heard you say something right? about me. <laughs> okay. I guess we can't mention, mention people by name, but. <laughs> Anyhow, no, she doesn't talk about me. So, so they spent, so they, so then they did the globe again. And this time he put his finger on Brazil, but then That's he nice. was like, oh, but we're opening, we're dealing with a restaurant down there. So that would, I'd end up working as well. No, there was like an ex girlfriend. Like yeah. They made a reference to an ex girlfriend okay. or something. He's afraid he's going to run into her. Okay. That would have been a good movie though. The wedding veil, Rio de Janeiro. The, the wedding veil thruple. Right. <laughs> I would watch that if there was throuple. The girlfriend, but his ex would oh. touch the wedding veil and then they, you know. Ooh. Here's like a magical sex toy that if you right. if you touch it, you're in a relationship with an already established couple. Right. Yeah, I want to see that. Well, you better write to Lifetime. I bet you do it. I got to write the movie. Um. So, so then she she spends it one more time, and she gets Greece, and neither one of them have any connections to Greece. So it's like, bing, 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 we're going to Greece. And so they're going to go to Rhodes. And so he was going to make reservations, and and they decided, you know what, we're going to be, we're going to be so spontaneous, we're just going to make a reservation for the first night, and then we'll just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and just whatever happens, happens. So then we cut to um, their, they've flown to Greece and we find out that their flight got majorly delayed. And so they were a day late. Mm, very topical. And, and so, right, they were gonna fly Southwest. So, <laughs> so they get to the hotel and the woman at the hotel is like, oh my gosh, you know, we were, you know, we were worried about you because you didn't show up last night. And unfortunately, we have a soccer game in town all weekend. And so 
everything is booked up solid. And so unfortunately we can't help you. And so this um, woman like overhears what's going on. Penelope. Penelope, but her nickname was Pen. And she was like, listen, if you're interested, if you're open to going to another city, I actually know this brother and sister who have renovated this hotel. They're in the process of renovating it. And it's actually really nice. And I bet you'd really enjoy it there. And then this is where Sammy and Nick were like, we're from New York. You're not going to scam us. And she was like, listen. I'll take you, you know, she's like, um, cause she drove a boat. Yeah. She ran a delivery boat and was basically like, Hey, you know what? No harm, no foul. Hop on the boat. I'll give you the ride for free. Cause I'm going that way anyway. If you don't like it, you don't have to stay. Right. And I was a little bummed that Penn didn't have a bigger part in the movie. I thought Penn was going to kind of feature into it. It did make it seem like she was going to be part of it. Yeah. So she, so then she takes them uh so they decide to go they decide to go and then um she takes them and they get to the they get to the other city and they're walking and they pass this little kid well they're walking because there's no cars on the island oh that's right so they have to like take a horse the other side they have to ride a mule Uh, mules rather Right. Yeah. And then they pass and they pass this little kid who's like sitting there drawing at the time. And he's gonna factor in later. Yeah. So yeah, so they take the donkeys and then I wrote here, once they get to the hotel, they have donkey hijinks because they're trying to get off of the donkey and you know, they have a little bit with that. And so they get to the hotel and they meet the brother and the sister Tessa and then what was the brother's name? Xander. Xander, Tessa and Xander, and Tessa's like, well, listen, we have room, uh, but our wedding, our couple's suite, the wedding suite isn't going to be ready um, until tomorrow, but what we'll do is we'll give you a room, and then we'll move you into the wedding suite tomorrow. And so the hotel, so I thought that the hotel was going to turn out to be like one of these shitty money pit hotels, and I thought the movie was going to go in that direction. It did not. No. The hotel was actually very nice, and, mm-hmm. you know, they had a great view. Yeah, it was stunning. It actually looked really, really gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And so she unpacks, and she decides that, you know what, I'm going to – Sammy was like, I'm going to let the, the veil air out a little bit. And why – at this point, I don't think I knew why she had the veil. I have wrote in my notes, why did she bring the veil? They're already married. Right. But, but we find out later. later. We, yeah, we find no, out later. Yeah. Why. So she hangs the veil. Um, she, she she turns around. Nick is asleep on the bed because they were both really jet lagged. So she decides to leave him alone and let him sleep. And she goes out uh, to sit. Uh, she goes out to sit in like a lounge outside lounge area with some rosé. Yeah, with with some wine and a book. Yeah. And, and she great actually, yeah. And Serena. so, so, um, so she's, she's reading and then this little kid shows up 
and he says, my name is Leo, and he's named, and he's named after Leonides, the runner. And so she draw he, the little kid, Leo, draws a picture of Sammy, and um, she was like, okay, kid, how much? I'm from New York. I know you're trying to scam me. And the little kid's like, okay, I'll charge you five euros. And he does the drawing, and he gives her the drawing, and the drawing's actually, like, really good. Like, really good. Actually, he said two euros at this point. Oh, I thought he said two or he said ten. He five said, is what I wrote down. Oh, maybe you've said five here, and he upped the number later. Yeah. Because there's another five, scene yeah, later where they refer five. back to this. Okay. So then, um, oh, so then Xander comes out to tell, um, to, Xander comes out to tell uh, uh, Sammy that it's time for dinner, and the little kid's like, uh, don't eat here. <laughs> like, runs away. Yeah. <laughs> it's never addressed in this movie why Xander, like, it was widely known, even to himself, that he was a bad chef. Yet everyone just goes about their day thinking this is normal that this guy is spending this money to renovate this inn where he's going to be the chef, even though he's really fucking terrible. Yeah. Well, also this, you know, you, you just see a little bit low later on, like Nick has a, Nick kind of has the opportunity to maybe teach him mm -hmm. how to be a good cook and he doesn't do that. Yeah. He just kind of that replaces the food. And that's, how, that's so funny because I thought that this was where the movie was going to go as well. Like yeah. Nick was going to kind of take him under his wing. And, and, like, and they had many opportunities to make that happen. And it didn't need to be a major plot point, but it would have made a little bit more sense. Because, because then they show his sister, they show Xander's sister, Tessa, and she's in the kitchen and she tastes the food and she like makes this face. Like it is not good. Yeah. They're all disgusted. Um. Xander was very enthusiastic about Tessa trying it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Xander was very enthusiastic about everything. So then um, they move. They move uh, Nick and Sammy stuff from the old room to the suite to the bridal suite. Um, and then, um, but accidentally, they, but Xander accidentally leaves the veil in the closet. Yes. And then they show Nick and Sammy eating, and they're just like, oh, my God, this food fucking sucks. And um, then I, they were walking around, and, like, they went out to get a snack or something to eat because the food was that bad. Right, oh, they're like eating baklava. Downtown. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Kurt, do you like, so you like baklava? Yeah. So, so they're walking around. We talked about that before, and I got confused about what it was. <laughs> oh, really? About baklava? Yeah. Let me just make sure I'm just saying the right thing. Because I don't want to say I like something, and then people start mailing it to me. Baklava. Well, I can see you liking baklava. Let me see if I, I like it. Really like, I can see oh, Yeah, I think so. I, I, I always get this confused with something else. That would be in your wheelhouse. It's from the, Otto, the Ottoman Empire. <laughs> um, oh, it's, it's Greek. Yes, Greek. But what's the Jewish pastry? That's what I always get confused with. I, I love it. It's a Jewish pastry. I don't know. You know what I'm talking Macaroon? about? No, it's not. It's like a chocolate, chocolate pastry. Oh, here, let's, let's oh. Google G O O G L E. Google. 
don't want to interrupt it. I'm like, okay. Let's listen to this right now. Oh, 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 rugula. Rugula. That's what I like. Jason, rugula? that was really good. <laughs> Thank you. Rugula. See, I hear rugula and I think of arugula. No, I'm talking about rugula. I, for some reason, I mix rugula up with baklava. I'm talking about rugula. The rugula. Oh, anyway, so so the, so um, they're walking around. No, I sound a little like, the, uh, I thought I sound a little like G from What's Happening, where like her her dad gets remarried, and they say, "Is there anyone here who has you know anything to say about the union of this wedding?" And G says, "Well, I'm saying something now. I'm talking now. <laughs> That's what I sound like when I'm talking about how much I like rugula. I know you're gonna you say." Do you know that Dee from What's Happening became a veterinarian? Yeah, and, and she, she worked, worked at, and she worked in West Hollywood for a long time. At, yeah, um, there's a clinic like vet. a few blocks from me, and Dee from What's Happening was it was one of the the vets there. Yeah, That's for awesome. a long time. Danielle Spencer. Yes. So she did not. Sorry, Doctor Spencer. Child actor curse. And how about when they put her in a they they put her in a commercial rerun wants to be the commercial but instead they put her her and she tries to eat the hamburger and it all falls apart and she says I can't eat this jackass meat. <laughs> I know that commercial. No, no, no. It was an episode of What's Happening. Oh, yeah. And I, then I'm sure I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so so then when they meet up with Leo, um, Sammy's like, "Oh, I need to pay you." Because the drawings, she actually really liked the drawings. So she's like, I need to pay you. And then he's like, 10 euros, please. And she's like, no, you said five. I'm, fr- I'm from New York. You said yeah, five. That was, the, that was like the third instance of them saying that. It was like, guys, we get it. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, oh, my gosh, New York. That's how I learned English. And then he starts quoting um, Law and Order. Order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, how cute was that? That was cute, actually. Do you know, I've never seen an episode of Law & Order. Same. Ever. Well, no, actually, I take that back. Because my mom, after she had her stroke and, like, couldn't, like, really go anywhere, all she did was watch crime procedurals. So I've seen episodes of all of them, pretty much, uh, but don't really remember any of them. Although there is an episode of Criminal Minds that, for whatever mm. reason, every time I would go visit my mom, this one episode with Jane Lynch in it would always show. That's right. Do you know? Do you know that show Matlock? Mm-hmm. Remember the show Matlock that yeah. only old people watch? They're rebooting it. Do you it, know yeah. that they're rebooting Matlock and Kathy Bates is going to be Matlock? Yes. Who? Kathy, Kathy Bates. Bates. Kathy Bates. Okay. Well, as Law and Order, <laughs> I, I worked on Law and Order a lot. Like, doing oh, really? The Law and Order. Well, Law, the, the original Law and Order, I'm on, I'm in the very last season. I play like this army guy. And then the, oh. and then the um, SVU, I worked on a lot. I was I was I pop up on a, a whole bunch of episodes of that that show. Used to work with Ice T. Yes. Oh. All those Ice all those people. You know, with the I success like of that Boy Meets World podcast, you should go do a podcast about Law and Order. Yes, we've all worked on that. Everybody's done like extra work. In I, New York. I haven't lived in New York, so I haven't. We all everybody's in New York's worked on SVU. Mm-hmm. This is how long ago I lived in New York. People were doing extra work on the Cosby Show when I lived in New York. Uh-oh. And then Bill Cosby. I guess that didn't end so well. 
And if they were young Asian models, then Bill Cosby was giving them acting lessons, apparently. Right. That's what we've heard. Right. The documentary. Um, oh, so, 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 um, so then we see Sammy, she's waking up and she's, in, and, and Nick is gone. And so she goes into the kitchen and Nick is cooking and the reason Nick is cooking is Nick is like his, his, um, uh, Xander's cooking is so awful and they're so nice. I want to help him out. And so Sammy did not like this at all. Cause she's like, it feels to me like, first of all, we're supposed to be spending time together. I woke up, you were gone. And since, you know, you run restaurants and you're cooking this, feels to me like you're working and I thought we promised each other we weren't going to work. Yeah. So then the next scene, she's like bitching to the other ladies about it on Zoom. And, and they point then, out that, Hey, you've been answering work emails too. Right. Snap. Yeah. Right. So they're like, you're not, you're not so innocent, Missy. Take that Sammy. Yeah. When you point the finger at someone, there's four more fingers pointing back at you. You well, dick. Three. Well, there's three actually. But but you know when someone is yelling at Sammy like that, it ends with a slap with someone slapping her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> not not in a Hallmark movie. She can't hide behind that facade. <laughs> Sammy got slapped a lot for good reason. Slappy Sammy. Um. Oh. So anyway. So then Nick shows up, he <laughs> apologizes. Um, do they give Sammy, does she do like love scenes? Sammy? Oh my God, yeah. yeah, Sammy's been married like five times. Do they give her love scenes? Because remember we read during oh, like yeah. the, the, the height of COVID and soap operas, they put people in bed with like, like mannequins. mannequins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a bullet. <laughs> crash, crash test dummies. Oh no, Sammy! Sammy is like has been married like a lot because she's supposedly since she's evil and crazy. I guess she's like good and bad. Oh okay. <laughs> Remember, Sammy had twins by two different fathers. Oh, that's remember right. That? Yeah, yeah. I remember we explored <laughs> that. Yeah, that always that always boggles my mind. Same. I'll, I'll be up all thing. night tonight. I'll be cooking. <laughs> um, we'll get to sleep after hearing that. So anyway, so speaking of sex, they kind of implied that they were going to have sex. Oh yeah. They apologize. He apolog Nick apologizes. She accepts, and he's like, "What are you reading?" And she's like, "You're mine." <laughs> oh, that does sound like a precursor like, oh. to bumping uglies. <laughs> Why do you assume it's ugly? Wow. Huh? You're. Why do you assume it's ugly? You're, you're bump shaming. Right? Don't bump shame. I just, I just get that vibe. Don't don't bump shame. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. So, it's so uglier that's... compared to, like, a cheek. A, a cheek? <laughs> a cheek. Maybe I like to get the cheeks bumped. Parts. So, so in the next scene, uh, so, so my husband is British, right? So the next scene, I don't know. You would know that the, the, the people that showed up basically <laughs> looked like my in-laws. <laughs> my in-laws basically showed up in the next scene. All right. Well, I hope that's good. 
You're talking about this well, red-haired the woman? Because the woman looked like my, like um, my um, my husband's cousin Sarah. And the only difference is, like, she has, a, like, Sarah has that attitude. The only difference is, is like, Sarah would be wearing like a leopard coat. That was like the only difference. But that basically, the way the way the woman acted and everything was like his cousin. So, so they show up, and it's so the woman is Lady Dalton, and it's her grandson. And they had and so, the lamest British accents I've ever heard. Yes. These were—I don't think they were actual Brits, were they? I because the be, the woman, I thought she was. Okay, I mean, Who it's the possible actress? they were. It didn't. It didn't. I I was fooled. Who who's the let's see who's who's the actress who played Lady Dalton? I'm googling it now. Who played Google G O O G L E Google? Is that a little soundbite for us? I I I yeah I pulled it because we always stop and Google things, and I I like to fill the space of sound while we're just like reading a computer screen that the audience can't see. Okay, the oh actress's God. name, the actor, the actor's name, her name is Jane, Jane Asher. Asher. I found it fast. That does sound yes, British. Okay. Let me see. I'll look her up. I win. I win the Jane Asher Award. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's Paul McCartney and Jane Asher interviewed at Heathrow Airport. What's going on there? Oh. Was she with Paul McCartney? Oh. Looks like they were married or something. Maybe they date. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they weren't married. What's going on here? We didn't know this. This is big news. Let's see. Personal life. Okay. Uh, seven, in, in April 18th, 1963, the 17-year-old Asher interviewed the Beatles, and she began a five-year relationship with Paul McCartney. What? Oh. He wrote several Beatles songs inspired by her, including Whoa, and, I love, and I Love Her, You Won't See Me, do you, do you remember these Beatles songs? Oh, We Can Work It Out is about her. We can work it out. Are That's about her? That's fascinating. That's actually a really good fact to find as we're uh, doing this episode. Wow. What else don't we know? They, they were engaged to be married at one point. She accompanied the Beatles and their respective partners to attend the advanced trans, transcendental meditation training session with Maharisha Mahish Yogi, we all remember that story. This is fascinating. I didn't know this. That I would have wanted to hang out on that movie set because I want to. I want to hear, hear more about this. You know, as a Beatles. So, so, so she is British. We can and, work it out. He needed to work it out with her. Well, let's uh, let's find out and about Colin. Let's yeah, Google Colin now. Google G O. No, I googled him, and he's British. He's British as well. Okay, I stand corrected then. All right, I was just being a bitch. I'll own it. <laughs> but who knew that, like, we'd uncover, like... Look how whole... wrong you were. Not only was she British, she, like, she dated a Beatle. She wrote, he like, wrote a cool. fucking... He wrote more, literal, more than one song about her. I feel You're like it, I feel I'm the dick. You dick! <laughs> oh, you got it. Yeah, you yeah. Sound like. Okay. <laughs> I will own it. I'm a dick. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You said she's not British. She dated. There were Beatles songs about her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, um, I'm not so sure about that Queen Elizabeth. I don't know. If she was <laughs> I, don't know I don't know if that accent. Yeah, <laughs> what, what's she hiding under that funny hat? <laughs> An American flag? 
<laughs> I'm not buying that Darby O'Gill was Irish. <laughs> oh, so 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 um so Xander made the mistake of telling Lady Dalton that if you have trouble with stairs, we can help you, and she gave him the look of death and is like, you know, really. So I liked her immediately because she gave him a don't fuck with me look. Well, you know what she turned down? Help. She didn't need nobody. Help. Help me if you can. That wasn't about her. <laughs> I don't remember. I wish I remember. Do, do you know these other Beatles songs, uh, What You're Doing? Do you remember that song? No. I remember that one. I just know we can work it out. No, that's, that's, the that's big impressive, one, actually. Yeah. We can work it out. Okay. Um, so, so then, um, so then Tracy, then we cut back to Tracy. She sees, she sees Leo drawing and she's like, you know, what are you drawing? And he's like, nothing. And then she says, well, no, I actually, I studied art and I know good art when I see it. And your art is good because you put your heart into it, which I was like, aww. Yeah, and nice. so then, so then he leaves and he gives her the drawing, and it's a drawing of a mom and a kid. And I was like, aww. Um, so so then, he was a cute kid. Yeah, yeah. So so, so then, um, uh, Tracy goes home. Tracy. Tracy and Nick come back to their hotel room and the wedding veil is missing. And so then um, they realize Tess is like, oh shit, we forgot the wedding veil back in, you know, when we moved your stuff, we forgot it in the old room. Let's go and get it. And so they're on their way to get it. And Tessa runs into Colin, bumps into him, and he's holding the wedding veil. And they made the little bing, 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 bing wedding bell music so it's like okay here we go so the veil starts working immediately so it works it out then um they tell the story about the wedding veil tracy tells the story about the wedding veil and then um they're eating and the saw so and they're like oh my gosh the sauce is actually good and so then Nick gets this look on his face, like, ha, ha, ha. And so then, um, as during dinner, they tell the story, they tell the wedding veil story. And then we find out that the reason why they have the veil is because they're taking it to New York to Nick's sister because the, her parents, the parents want to get her married off, basically. And she has a problem... I guess she's a feisty person who doesn't get along with people, and so they're going to take her the veil so she can land a husband. Um, so then the next scene, we it, Was this where they uh, uh, they invite Xander and Tessa to join them at dinner, too? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. And uh, then they eat, too, and they're, like, shocked as well, like, oh, this is actually good. What's going on here? Hmm. So, so the next day, we see Colin jogging, and Tessa is painting, and he stumbles and bumps into her, and she spills the paint on him. And well, then she paints across his chest with, with – he's wearing a white T-shirt, of course, at, as yeah. there's paint nearby, and she accidentally, like – 
paints in the brush across his chest in the yes. color Mediterranean blue. And then, uh, and then they she's give so each other beautiful. She so beautiful. She gets away with it. And they give each other mind. googly eyes. So, so then I might be okay with um, that also. Oh, oh, and then and then Lady Dalton sees she she sees what's going on and she gives a little smile. So, so then Tracy comes home, and the veil is gone, and she's like, "Wait, what's going on? The veil is gone." And so then um, they go looking for the veil, and they find the veil. And, no, Colin found the veil in his closet again, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so Colin's like, okay, this veil ended up back in my closet again, and I didn't take it. So so then we see um, – oh, so then they're asking – oh, so then Xander asks them, do you want dinner? And they're like, no, because Nick didn't have a chance to go and cook for them. So – they are they're gift shopping, and so she's buying Tracy's buying souvenirs for Avery's kid and Emma's kid, and she buys art supplies for Leo. And I kind of liked this because Nick is like, "Don't you think it's weird to buy a gift for someone else's kid?" And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Think about it for a second. If you had a kid and someone bought a gift for your kid, wouldn't you find that weird? And she's like, oh, you're right. I kind of liked this, actually. Yeah, I like that they had that conversation around it. I, I think, you know, my opinion on it would be it would sort of depend on the context of who's giving the gift and under what pretense are they giving it. And I think she was completely harmless. Like, hey, you're this kid I see around town. You, you like art. I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah, I th I think what and I think what he means is just like since you're a strange like you're a stranger. Yeah, and and you know what would you think? Which, you know, I I give kids stuff. All I don't know like, what to think of it. It, it does. It seems okay, but I, I guess maybe he's afraid. What if if the the kid has parents? What would the what? Yeah. Would the parents think is, is is going on? I guess. Yeah, and I think I, don't know. I think to be fair, it, it would probably seem less creepy coming from a woman than from a man. Yeah, and, and um, you know, and then her reasoning, which was legit, and could easily, if this were to happen, and a parent, because she's like, oh no, the only reason I'm doing this is because he's really good, he's really talented, but he has no paper, he's drawing on mag on um, envelopes, and his pencils are like to the nubs, and so I just want to give him this because he can put it to good use. I might so be a little worried. If, I guess if I was the kid's parent, I'd be a little worried, like, well, what, I'd be more worried, like, who is he kind of hanging out with here i i also think it's a Who's case of if he were in a more controlled environment that would seem weird he's literally on the street going around yeah. approaching people offering to sketch them for money right um yeah so 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 then um we see leo he's running uh, and Tracy's trying to give him the art supplies, and at first he's like, I can't take it. 
And then he's like, okay, I'll take it, but I've really got to go because I'm running late. Because basically what he would do is we kept on seeing Leo like going and jumping through a window <laughs> at like a certain time every day. Um, so, so then he goes, he, oh, the, he, oh, he was like, I can't take it. And then she was also, she's like, well, you know what? You did this drawing for me. Consider it payment for the drawing that you did for me. Right. So, so then he runs through the window. He jumps through the window and he gets busted by his teacher. He's angry. And, yeah. He's angry. He's angry. It's actually the headmaster of the school. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, um, so Sammy wakes up. Nick is gone again. He's cooking again. And then as they're talking in the kitchen, Colin walks into the kitchen and Colin's like, oh, okay, I get it. Because the other day the food tasted really good and yesterday the food tasted like crap. So I know that something was up and so now we've figured it out. Um, so, so then um, Colin is going shop. Oh, oh, so we see Tessa. She's doing chores. Uh, then Colin is going sightseeing. Oh, no, he's going shopping. Mm -hmm. And he asks Tessa, hey, you know, when you go shopping here in Greece, do you haggle or is that not a good idea? And she's like, well, no, it's not a good idea. And they start talking. And then Tessa's like, well, you know, I can come with you if you want. And Colin's very happy about that. And so yeah, she just often leaves the hotel like they this hotel, this resort, like seemingly high class resort hotel seemingly only has two employees. Right. <laughs> One of which is doing the cooking and everybody agrees has no business doing it. Right. Huh. Yeah, maybe it's a grease thing. Well, they don't know many people staying there. No. Yeah, yeah, because the only people staying there are uh, Lady Dalton and Colin and Nick and Tracy. It's, Those are the only people staying it's there. It's still, like, even for four well, guests, it seems like there should be more people around there doing stuff at this resort hotel on the water in Greece. Right. This is similar to uh, to Leslie, because remember, there's, um, there's only, there's oh, yeah, only uh, two people uh, running the motel. Yeah, it's like a roach motel. Oh, so so then we see Sammy, uh, we see Tracy on the phone, and she's yelling at someone, and she's yelling at someone like Sammy would yell at someone. And Lady Dalton is at the bar, and um, she asks, uh, she asks Tracy, "So, what do you do for a living?" And Tracy says, "Oh, you know, I work for this art, you know, I work for this museum that deals with the Met." Yeah, she's and an auction house. Pardon? It's an auction house. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an auction house that deals with the Met. And Lady Dalton is like, you know, from judging from the way they were talking on the phone, I can tell that you run the place. And so you're the boss. And so she's like, you know, don't don't undersell yourself. If you were running this place, you need, you know, be proud of it. I love that as a message in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Lady Dalton was cool. Nice. Yeah. 
Lady Dalton was very cool. And now, and after hearing that the that you know the, that. the actor is like in the inspiration of Beatles songs, she's really cool. I want to know because there. I mean, jumping ahead a little, bit, we'll her. find out some of the people that Lady Dalton has crossed paths with uh, over the years. I wonder if there was a draft in the script where they mentioned Paul McCartney. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. And she refused. She said, no. Yeah. Did you guys know, you know, the song, Dear Prudence? Uh-huh. Did, you know that, did you know who that's about? Is that about her? About Lady Dalton? <laughs> no, Dear Prudence is about Mia Farrow's sister. There's a, she has a sister named Prudence Farrow? She does. Oh. Well, I like Mia uh, Farrow's son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron- yeah. Ronan Farrow. Well, yeah. I guess her last name is Farrow. She she has a she has a sister named Prudence. Yeah, dear Prudence. There was a, a time a couple of weeks ago that I was nearly certain I saw Mia Farrow on the street. I may have even messaged you guys about it. Uh, I I have since come to believe that I don't think I I kept seeing Mia Farrow because the person I saw who I thought was Mia Farrow, I saw driving like a little Ford sedan, like a little beat-up Ford. And I imagine she has something a little bit nicer. Well, but, but you know, she does live on a farm in Connecticut, so you never know. No, but this is here in L.A. True. You think she her L.A. home? Ronan, she's, where does Ronan live? Does Ronan live out Ronan here, lives you know? in WeHo, yeah. Well, maybe she was visiting Ronan. Well, that that's what I thought. But also, I don't think Ronan Farrell would have this like beat-up old car either. True. But then you never but like but then you never know. Some some actors are like that. Did she come out to play? He's a journalist. Uh, oh yeah. Ronan Farrell on my list. Somebody I used to be friends with is mentioned in his book. But that's all I'm gonna say about that. Oh shit! <laughs> do do I know this person? That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I can't talk about it. So I do know this person. You can't talk about it. So we brought it up keep on moving, a recorded podcast. Well, well, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll, talk, we'll move along. We'll move along. We'll, yeah. We'll talk off mic because I have a feeling I know this person. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe. I don't know who you know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll just leave it at that. Okay. I don't know who you know. I don't know. I don't know who you know. We'll just leave it at that. I shouldn't have brought it up. Okay. Oh, anyway. So, so then, um, so, oh, so then Nick and Tessa are in town, and Tracy's walking. She's walking around, and she sees Nick and Tessa, and she has like a little smile on her face, like, "Hmm, it's working." Um. So then the head of the school shows up at the resort and he starts yelling at Tracy about giving Leo the gift. And I really liked Nick in this part Mm -hmm. because he finishes and Nick is like, first of all, don't ever talk to my wife like that again. And I wrote, Nick is getting laid tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, 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 that works. That's that worked in the white Lotus too. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, so, th- so then the next scene, she's talking to the girls on Zoom again on her phone. 
and she's finishing up her conversation and Leo's walking up and Leo sees and Leo's like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's everyone's favorite art historian, which is a callback to the last movie where Emma became like an online sensation talking about art as everyone's favorite art historian. And so then Tracy was like, oh yeah, she's one of my best friends. And Leo was like, so listen, we have this urn in our school. You should have, you know, your friend come and do a video about this urn and we could use it as a fundraiser. And then that money could go towards our school, which I was like, oh, wow. Very smart. Yeah. <laughs> Leo, the hustler. <laughs> so, um, so she's like, you know, I'm not sure. And he's like, well, just ask her. And she's like, okay, you know what? I'll ask her. Couldn't hurt. So she comes home. She comes back to her hotel and the veil is gone again. And then we see Colin bringing it back to her again. And Colin's like, I swear I did not take this. (laughs) And I swear I am British. Right. I really, I really am. (laughs) No, seriously. It's very seriously British. So then, um, so Tracy is like, okay, I'm sick of this shit. I'm going to find out who keeps on taking this veil. And so I am going to pull a caper. And you know how I love a good caper. Mm -hmm. So Nick is in the caper with her. So then the next day, they're like, you know, it's the next morning. And they're like, bye, everybody. We're going hiking. Bye. We're going to hike. <laughs> then they leave. And Nick goes hiking. And Sammy goes and hides out to catch who's ever stealing who's ever stealing the veil. And I wrote, I gained respect. This next scene, I gained respect for everyone in this scene. I was like mad respect all over the place. <laughs> nice. Because we see Lady Dalton, mm-hmm. she goes to the she goes to the room, she takes a bobby pin, she picks the lock, and then Tracy comes out and catches her and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is like, you know, this is like a fantasy come true cuz I love burglary, especially love lady burglars." I love capers, and it was everything. Everything. You look so filled with joy right now, Les. <laughs> I'm just reading. She, she attended the 1970 London premiere of the Beatles' last movie, Let It Be, along with John Lennon's former wife, Cynthia, though the former Beatles did not attend. Well, oh, you know. Kurt, this is our Into Yoko. You think so? There you go. Yes, I think we reach out to long? her as, as as to to late lady. What's her name? <laughs> lady. Uh, lady Dalton. Lady, we reach out to Lady Dalton as hosts of a Hallmark podcast that talked extensively about her. We would love to have you on. And also, hey, are you still friends with Yoko? Do you know her from back Yoko. in the day? Check to see if Yoko ever looked at the message I sent her. I sent her a message <laughs> on Facebook. I got to scroll really far back here. No, no, she didn't even look at it. Oh, Come on, Yoko. Uh, maybe, well, maybe she looks at Facebook Dear like Ms. once oh, no. a month or something. You know, there's some people that look at Facebook like once every other month or something. We, as ardent fans of pop culture, are admirers of you. 
We would love to have you on as a guest. It goes on and on. Is that what you said? I did. You wrote? I did. <laughs> well, she's a pop culture icon. She, no, she is. Well, it's not like she's offended. She never even read it. She has a, no, she is a pop culture icon. And I would, I would be happy to talk think, to her. Like, where do you think Yoko spends most of her social media time? You think it's Facebook? You think it's Insta? Or you think, is she a TikToker? I, well, I you know, Yoko... Yoko is kind of current, so I could see Yoko being a TikToker. I don't. I couldn't find a podcast that she'd ever been on. I mean that that we've got to pitch it. Yeah, build it and we'll, well come. I, we we did. Maybe she's picky. Well, there's other ways to do it. I wrote her on Facebook. If you wanted the, I think we've gone through this before. There's people who you can try to pitch it to. I got it. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Oh, so 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 then Tracy is telling like, after she catches Lady Dalton, she's actually very good about it. And she's like, "Okay, we need to talk." So they're talking, and we find out that so we Lady Dalton is like, "I retired from the British government, and I loved it even more because my my notes, I'm like, I bet she was a spy." Hmm. But doesn't and Lady you know, sound like royalty? No, 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 she probably was Lady Dolan, but I think also in her job, she was a spy as oh, well. Oh, yeah, I mean, she's picking locks, yeah. yeah, yeah we find out some of the people that she, like, had letters with later, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? She's, she's a like, lady. Because she's like, I worked for the government, so I was like, maybe she was like a female 007 or something. Oh, man. They, if they threw a fight scene in a Hallmark movie with a, uh, an, probably an octogenarian... <laughs> How old was was this woman? Or probably in her seventies. Oh, how, how old is she, Kurt? Oh, yeah. uh, she is. Oh my god, right here. She's seventy six. Okay. Okay. I would love to see a Hallmark movie where a seventy six year old woman. You find out that she was a spy, and she just starts kicking everyone's butt. I yeah. I can see it. She's a lady. Uh, so nice. So, she was so, in Alfie with Michael uh, Caine. Wait, she was. She, wait, she was in What's It All About, Alfie. Yeah, it's just called Alfie with Michael King. What's Kane. it all about? 1966. Alfie. That's a good movie, by no, the way. I'm, I'm, so that was another reason why I couldn't make it through The Fablemans, because I started watching The Fablemans again and then decided to watch the documentary about Dionne Warwick. Of course. So, sorry, Fablemans. Tell that to Steven Spielberg. Sorry, Dionne Warwick stare at the won. floor. Stare at the floor and avoid eye contact. And I'll tell that to Burt Bacharach. <laughs> well, I I'm sorry, Dion <laughs> I like Dion. She smokes joints. Oh, okay, Dion is fun on Twitter, too. I love her on Twitter. And, oh, yeah, her tweets are You amazing. should tweet to her about the fact that you could, you can't get through the Fablemans because you got sidetracked by this. Maybe she'll re- retweet it. <laughs> I will, actually. I will, actually. All right, Les, you have to... And invite her on the podcast. So let's Would I say, call her Dion or Miss Dion, do you think? Ms. Warwick. Ms. Warwick. Well, no, you just add her, like, at Dion Warwick. And our Twitter, which I reactivated, He Ooh. Loves Hallmark, is up and running again. So there oh. you go. Oh, you need to send me the login info like we discussed yeah, a month yeah. ago. It's Instagram. I will, I will I Instagram because I had I, pictures of myself in Christmas sweaters and stuff, yeah. I, I will do that. I will send, I will, you know, I will send the, the Twitter information and there you go. Okay. 
But don't <laughs> don't go follow He Loves Hallmark because maybe I'll change it to Lifetime of Hallmark to match the other. Uh, Okay. The other, the other and that was the that, and that no, was because that was the original name of his podcast. <clears throat> right. It was he loved Hallmark. So yeah, was it? Yes, Kurt. <laughs> he no, it was called he just loves the Hallmark, the Hallmark channel. channel. That's what it was called. And then we changed it because I got mad because the news came out about the interracial Hallmark's interracial relationship policy at the time. Which Hallmark has more than rectified. Yes. So you added Lifetime movies to show them. <laughs> yes, because I was like, I was like, you know what? We're we're gonna watch Lifetime movies. I know. I got a call. Les was so mad he called me. People don't do that. Like on the phone. <laughs> I was very upset. I was like, who's this? <laughs> but then. It was a blessing in disguise because that is how the that is how the podcast evolved to what it was today. Hey, because then because we were gonna then only talk about Lifetime movies and then Hallmark apologized, so it's like okay, we'll watch both. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. And there you have it. We are the birth of a podcast going on so many tangents today. I know. So anyway, only less a little worried. You okay? Oh, I just I just texted and I'm gonna be 15 minutes late. Because okay. I'm going to just be meeting some friends at Akbar, which yeah. I haven't been to in ages. You can be okay. late to well, that. They, they, it's fine. They can wait. They yeah. can wait. And it's Akbar. Admiral Akbar's, Admiral Akbar? Akbar's, Akbar's, a, Akbar's a bar in Silver Lake. That's star, Admiral Akbar, right? All right. That's fine. Every time <laughs> I've, I've, I've – maybe of the – handful of times i've been to akbar i've seen jesse tyler ferguson i think four times there well you know what i'll be on jesse tyler ferguson watch tonight oh speaking of people i've spotted i i messaged you this today as well i was out last uh two two nights ago and out of the corner of my eye, I saw a uh, comedian and actor Guy Branham. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he oh, yes. he played Billy Eichner's friend in Bros. Uh, and the guy that he was sitting with is this like good looking guy, and I was like, oh, that guy kind of looks like Luke McFarlane, but I don't think it's him. And then like I find out the next day it was Luke McFarlane. Luke McFarlane. I should have approached oh. him and said, hey, we talk about your Hallmark movies all the time. Would you like to be on the podcast? I am on a mission. Yeah. Nice. Well, but then you know what that means. If you see, and especially you, Jason, if you see them once, that means you're going to bump into him and see him like a million true, times. True. This is true. Just ask, just ask Ben Savage. Yeah. And the wrong Prince Charming. Yeah, I do see him pretty much every weekend. <laughs> oh, so anyway, so 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 Tracy asks. You know, Lady Dalton, okay, so what's up with you? And she says, Lady Dalton is like, look, I want Colin and Tessa to get married, and I believe in the veil, and I want to retire. I want him to get married, and I want to get a cottage in Greece anyway, so this veil needs to work. She's got goals. She's got a vision board. And, and I love <laughs> and I love Tracy was like, okay, but stop breaking into my room room and lady and Lady Dalton was like old habits die hard. So this means that she was definitely doing some burglaring and spying back in her day. See what I would have liked to seen is the rest of the movie kind of becomes like Midnight Express. Like she gets arrested for trying to break in the room and then she's in like a Turk guess not 
Turkish prison. Well, no, they could extradite Wait. her. How about this? She gets she gets arrested, and she's in this Greek prison, and Paul McCartney comes to save her and and get her out. Nah, I, I think she should be there suffering. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very dark Hallmark movie. Well, well I yeah, just sure. think these, these when the movie takes a bleak turn, you know, it's it be up for an Oscar. You know? Damn. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. So, I'm just looking out for the awards, you know, the awards for this the, movie. The hall, the award, when, the, the Oscar when things get bleak in these movies. Movie. Yeah, when things get bleak, it could win an Oscar. Jeez. <laughs> so. Sorry. Oh, so, All right, I'll try to lighten up. So, so then Nick and Tracy are talking, and Nick is like, you know what? After after this trip, I and after helping Xander out, I realized that I was happier. I want to go back to cooking in my restaurants because that's when I was the happiest. And so we then. Skip over? We skip over when the headmaster came and yelled at them. No. Oh no, we did. We that. did say no, that. No, 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 yeah. because that's when he was we like, talk "Don't talk that. to my that's wife." Right. Like yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's right. Yeah, we did. Because that's why I wrote he's he's getting laid tonight because he's like, "That's right." Yeah, that yeah. tone with my wife. Yeah, I zone off and start thinking about the Beatles sometimes. Oh, so so then so then all of a sudden Emma pops out and she's like, "Surprise! Oh, an egg. I'm here!" <laughs> and so she's like, "You know, I'm here because you know I got your message, and I definitely." I would gladly do the video for this kid and then Lacey pops up and says well I couldn't let her you know crash your honeymoon alone so here's the deal with Emma she was in Italy so that was like what two hours away, an hour yeah. two hours away yeah. but fucking Lacey's in Boston it comes from like so, a weekend trip it's not even like a full va- a gr- Greek vacation. Just, she doesn't. Right. Neither I mean, one of them bring their husbands along. It's right. like Brewster's millions again. She's got. A, she's got money to shed. Because, like, you know, because in Emma's case, that would be like you know flying to Vegas or something. I. I well, is, oh, go ahead, Kurt. No, this is another situation I think where people are afraid someone's going to be going to be talking about them if they're not there. Lacey knows if she's not there, they're just going to talk about her. Oh, yeah. I got to get on a plane. I got to get on a plane and prevent that from happening. I'm with you, Lacey. But then the Lacey character is the one that's filthy rich, though, too. So she can have it. They both are. Everybody's got money. But, but, I mean, but it was more realistic, though. Emma coming from Italy is like a couple of hours. So that's more realistic than a plane. Then, you know, Lacey being in Boston mm-hmm. and hopping on a plane and what is it, probably like six or seven hours? I, I just think it's insane in these movies that, that you never see the other couples together in each other's movies. In other words, like in Tracy's movie, Lacey's husband is never seen on screen and Emma's husband is never seen on screen, even when they're like at – Events you would typically bring a spouse to, like a wedding. Right. Yeah. Right. That's weird. So, um, so, so yeah, so then Emma's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I will, gla-, you know, she's like, I heard about the urn and I will gladly do a video for this. It's not a problem at all. That's so, so then the next day we have our um, obligatory Greek ruins scene. And so the reason why. So Emma, Tracy, um, 
Avery and Nick all go to the ruins is because I guess every week the headmaster takes Leo's class to the ruins. And so they would, so they're going to wait and just be like, oh, wow, what a coincidence. It's Leo's class. Be it, I want to make a video. So, do you think it's it would be funny like if you're actually on vacation in Greece and you see there's like a film crew set up and you can't actually go visit and look at the Greek ruins because Hallmark is filming a movie there, right? I'd be so pissed. Yeah, hopefully they'd be in and out quickly. I'd be so. So then, oh no, uh, I visit the craft services. I get excited. Of course you would. Yeah. Like you'd have baklava. I pretend I work on the movie. So, so then um, they talk to the headmaster, and the headmaster is actually like, okay, fine, because it involved making a lot of money <laughs> going to the school. And so then um, they were like, Tracy was like, well, you know, Leo wants to be in the movie as well, and I know you probably need to get permission from his parents, but... Can we do that? And that's when the headmaster's like, oh, Leo's an orphan. And he lives at the school full time. And that's why I've been telling Leo to not focus on art because it's a waste of your time and pursue a real career because you're an orphan and you got nobody to, you got nobody to protect you. And so then, um, all three of them were like, well, we all studied art and we all have successful careers in art. And I do like the fact also that they studied art, but all of their successful careers are actually behind the scenes to prove that there are many aspects yeah, there, there's, of the there's art like world jobs. Yeah, there's actual jobs. It's not just like, oh, I'm an artist. Right, right. And they're like, we're all very successful at our jobs in our careers. And then the headmaster's like, yeah, but you went to school for this, but I bet you had a safety net. He has, he's an orphan. He has no safety net. And so. And we also then, learn about the uncle. He's, he's, uh, so uncle. Leo, Leo's like only family is this uncle, but the uncles, they don't come out and say it, but he's probably got dementia or something. He's, um, or Alzheimer's. And so he doesn't really remember Leo or doesn't remember anyone or anything. And so. Right. Uh, you know, he doesn't want Leo going to see the uncle getting his heart broken again because he's worried this guy isn't going to remember him. And this part, I was like, oh, the headmaster actually, he's a, he's a dick, but kind of not because he does actually care about this kid. Yeah, it was coming from Just, where's this. You dick! <laughs> yeah. That's what I needed. You mentioned a few times uh, that, that you like that sound, so I pulled it for I you. I love it. I appreciate that. So, so then we see Nick back in the kitchen and I gained respect for, for Xander because Xander's spying too. And he's like, I knew it. I knew you were like substituting my food because Immorality. even I knew that my food sucked and I need you to help me because I've got this big meal to prepare to cook. So can you help me? Follow the recipe. Why and, is it so bad? I, yeah, they never say. Is it rotten? Like, you know, because if you're going to almost throw up the food, that means it's. It's just he doesn't he doesn't know how to mix flavors, probably. 
Xander probably, probably Xander plan. probably had COVID, lost his taste, doesn't know what he's getting all all four guests sick. Jesus Christ! Like, well, where are all the other so, guests? So, Did they die from COVID because of Xander? Great. So, so I have a bad so cooking I have, killed me. So, so I, I, I am married to someone who isn't the best cook, and sometimes. I make those faces when I get my dinner that they were making faces on this movie. And the reason why is because he decides, and I don't know if it's a British thing or what, but he decides to experiment with food. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, he will be like, oh, I made this pasta sauce and I taste the pasta sauce and I'm like, Ew, this tastes weird. And he's like, oh, because I decided to try putting yogurt in the pasta sauce. Or, mm. oh, I'm having a sandwich. Do you want some? It's a peanut butter, bacon, and ketchup sandwich. So. No. Is yeah. your husband pregnant? Well. Just has, like, weird pregnancy <laughs> cravings. If he, if he is, I need to get on, like, Entertainment Tonight or something. Stat because that could be a career boost for me. <laughs> so he, so I could see Xander like making concoctions and making these weird combinations where the food would taste bad. So whenever, so like, okay. When, so whenever like I come home and my husband's like, I've made dinner, I've tried something. I'm like, no, like I literally have to say, okay, I want spaghetti for dinner tonight and I want just spaghetti with sauce <laughs> and nothing weird in it. I have to stress like don't put anything weird in this. <laughs> so is is he hurt by the fact that you don't like this experimentation or does he know that like oh that you know he just doesn't care for my cooking and I'm okay with that? He's over the years he's grown to accept it because one <laughs> and I think what helped is one time he made something and I actually got sick. Oh. <laughs> what yeah. I think is funny is that you were like kind of whispering this and talking to us intimately about this, but he listens to the podcast, doesn't he? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he knows. I'm open. I know. I know. I'm honest with how I feel about it, though. This is, it's not a secret. It just, it felt like you were dishing because you were even on, on camera oh. to us. It looked like you were kind of like looking around like, is he, <laughs> is he listening right now? Well, this podcast, this episode is just, uh, you know, riddled with troublesome news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, so, so anyway... <laughs> So the headmaster ends up being fine with them making the video and then Leo. So then we see Emma and she's making the video and then Leo has like a little cameo appearance where he jogs by, which yes. is actually cute. Yeah. And, and so, so the next scene, they're also um, Colin and Tessa and Lady Dalton and all the girls, all the ladies, and Leo, they're all at dinner, like kind of celebrating the video. And um, it was this was a funny scene because then they're like, "Oh, it's time to eat," and then Leo gets up and like starts walking away. <laughs> and 
And they're like, no, no, no. Xander didn't cook. Nick cooked. Come back. No, he didn't. He didn't think he was. He should eat with everybody. Oh, I thought it was. I thought, they, I thought, I thought that's, that they were. I thought he I thought just felt. Said, I think. I think. Yeah. It, it was a a little bit of both. I think it okay. was a little bit of like he he just felt like oh I don't belong here, but also like they wanted to assure him, hey you're you don't need to run off for two reasons. Because <laughs> I love that Nick. They're like no, Xander didn't. Nick cooked it. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. So then, um, ba, 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 ba. um, so then later, Nick wakes up, and this time, Tracy's the one that's gone. And he goes in the kitchen, and she thinks she's making a peanut butter sandwich, but it's actually tahini. Tahini and, and fish eggs. <laughs> what, what was right. it? It was tahini and, and fish eggs. Egg. Yeah, she and got fish confused because nothing was labeled. And oh, so, I see. Tahini. Yeah, I've, I've, I lost my place in my notes, but now I found it. So, so then, um, she's like, you know, um, thank you so much for being a good husband and helping out and being cool about this thing with Leo. And then she shows Nick a picture that Leo drew of the three ladies. And then she starts crying. She starts crying and she's like, you know, I just want to help him. I just want to give him, you know, I just want to help him. And, you know, I want to take him to see his uncle. And so, so then the next scene, she's like, I want to take him to see his uncle. So in the next scene though, lady, um, lady Dalton catches Tessa and Colin kind of giggling around, you know, and so she's very happy about this. And then she gets a delivery. And so then we see Nick. Nick is jogging. He invites Leo. Leo's like hanging out in the street. Invites Leo to go jogging with him. They talk about Leo's mom. And they talk about Leo going to visit his uncle. And they were like, uh, and uh, Nick is like, so what if you're, what if your uncle doesn't remember you? And he's like, oh, well, you know what? That's fine anyway. And then this is the first time I like started crying because yeah. my mom is dealing with dementia. And so it like hit close to home. So I, 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 I love uh, this yeah. scene. Cause I, I, it was a nice way to open the door to Nick not being such like a brash or no, view of Hallmark at least a brash New Yorker it, it softens him it, it and it was just a night like you I, I kind of didn't expect this beat in the movie of a nice heart to heart between his character and the boy so so then they you know because you know so so then they go to see the uncle and then the uncle remembers him and then that got me again <laughs> yeah well this is where i wanted to give my compliment because i know i give these movies like these weddings veil movies a hard time sometimes but i will say that i want to give in all honesty i want to give uh, uh, a sincere compliment to the to producers and the writers of this this movie because you know because i deal with this as well i have a family member who has dementia and even though they don't you know they they deal with it 
somewhat superficially, but you know, they, they, they go into a little bit, but just the fact that they acknowledge this, just the fact that, that, that they handled this the way they did. I have a lot, I have a lot of respect for that. Cause that's the thing is that the, the more people become aware of this, mm-hmm. you know, better things are going to be. So, yeah. And, that, and that's, so, so then, and that, that's really important that, that you share that too. Kurt. Yeah. Thank you. So, so that, that, so that like, was like, I was like, damn this movie, you know, they start getting me. So, so then, um, we, we find out that Tracy has actually been looking for art schools for Leo to go to, but, um, she finds out that the schools are very expensive. And I love this line because Nick was like, how expensive? And she's like, even Avery would flinch. <laughs> and Avery is like the rich one yeah. who, live, who lives in the house that looks like a castle. So, so then Lady Dalton um, goes to, starts talking to Tracy and she's like, she comes with this box and she's like, listen, I have this box. This box is let, full of letters. I've been waiting for an occasion to actually, you know, use auction off the letters. And so what I would like to do is I would like to auction off these letters and use the money that I make as a scholarship for Leo. We, and so then we, we skipped um, over some stuff here too that we should. Oh, what did I skip to. over? Did, I, did you mention the um, uh, uh, Xander? I mean, uh, Tessa and Colin sharing the kiss. Did you talk about that? Is that the one that Lady Dalton saw them? Oh, that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had a kiss, and then cut ahead a little bit to uh, when they were talking about the schools. Important detail about the. Uh, there was one that was like super expensive. Uh, that is, uh, that's the one that's five, uh, 12 blocks away from where Tracy lives in New York City. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's and right. that's going right. to be an important detail later, obviously. That's right. Let's just think of Akbar. He's so, through some things. Mm-hmm. So, 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 how do we know these letters are sincere? Because wasn't there that movie with Melissa, Mac- Melissa McCarthy where she was writing the letters? She- I think Lady Dalton is. You know, well, she can pick locks. Even, whether she is or isn't, that wouldn't that be Tracy's actual career is, you know, verifying that this stuff is real right. so that you can sell oh, it yeah. at auction. So you have to get, like, letters of authenticity. You need to, like, be able to verify it somehow. Right. So so then, um, so then it was, and so, um, the, so Lady Dalton was like, so I want to auction. So she's like, I will use some of the money and give it to you as a scholarship for Leo. And then she's like, oh, and then I'll use some of it and I'll buy, you know, because I want Colin and Tessa to get married and I'll buy a little cottage here. Like, you know, like a five or six room <laughs> thing. And so then um, so then Tracy asks her, so what's so special about these letters? And she's like, well, you know, let's just say these are letters by people with the last names of, you know, Spencer, Windsor, Montbatten. Barney. Churchill. Churchill. Yeah. yeah, that's. I think in this scene, she could have sure. just casually said McCartney. Right. She said some other McCart- ones, yeah. McCartney. Sure. Pauly Yankovic. Shore? <laughs> yeah, Pauly Shore. Yankovic. <laughs> I love Weird so, Al. So, okay. So, so then... Um, <laughs> 
so so then so that that basically solves her problem and um so then oh and then also this is where they discuss that hey if leo comes to the school he can just live with us she talk um well she 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 brings it up with nick Mm-hmm. And Nick kind of says, you know, at first I, you know, I, I didn't picture myself being that kind of person that cooks, bakes cannolis for a kid's bake sale. Um, right. And Tracy's like crying. She's like, okay, like you know, if that's what you want, that's kind of what I've always wanted too, is to not become parents. I'm fine with that, I guess. And then he mm-hmm. turns around. And he's like, but actually, like. Now that this kid's been around, the more I think about it, this is what I want. I can see myself being a dad. Over the what? And, and then you're skipping over then, the baby part, so you know some uh, right uh, colicky baby screaming all the time. You don't have to deal with that. And, you know your kid's not the omen. The, the kid's right. already seems like a good kid. And, and then it, and this one got me again. I started crying again because my husband and I, listeners, are in the process of adopting a little boy around this kid's age. So I was like, oh. <laughs> did, did you did, did did you cry during uh, to Leslie? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I did. Because parts of that hit, because full disclosure to listeners, well, I'm in recovery, so parts of To Leslie hit, like, way cl- too close to home, so that, like, got me, too. <laughs> um, a very special episode of right? Hallmark. So right. my, my I, I, I ranted about this in, in, I think, the first of this second trilogy's movie where, where they kept referring to Tracy and, like, would make jokes about her wanting kids. And she made a big deal of, like, I don't want kids. And they made such a big deal. I went on a rant of, they're, in the, her movie, they're going to make it the focus. She's going to want a baby. Or she's going to go from not wanting kids to all of a sudden she's going to want a baby and I'm going to be mad. So they didn't go that route, but they did... They they swerved over into the lane a little bit by her having this change of heart and wanting kids, because I don't think every single female that constantly talks through their life of how they don't want kids does eventually come around to want kids. There are definitely women that are like, no, it's not for being a parent is not for me. I'm okay with that decision and you should be too. And this movie did that same thing of like, they made it where she, she's got, she wants to be a mom now. It's going to well, happen. I think, though, that they, I think though that they kind of got out of it they, though. Like, well, and this is jumping ahead a little bit when he called when at the end and they're at the wedding. Cause of course, Tessa and Colin end up getting married and Leo runs up to, uh, Tracy and they're all sitting there and he calls her mom and the other two are like oh he called you mom and she's like well you know what we're not making a big deal of it we take it day by day and whatever happens happens yeah so I think they kind of that well I, th- I think that was a good pa- parenting move and I think this very next beat of where we're at in the movie it redeemed the movie like the, the one thing about the movie I didn't like was that whole uh undercurrent of oh she's gonna eventually want a baby uh they they kind of put in such a big heavy emotional moment that was well acted and well written that i was like 
Okay. All right. You, you won me back. I, I was slipping away. You won me back with the headmaster yelling at Tracy for suggesting even bringing Leo to the States. Yeah. And then I like that because right. then she yells at him back. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, you know, she yells, she, yeah, she yells at him well, back. She, she has a great monologue here where, yeah. uh, you know, cause like Leo overhears the, the, him yelling at them. So he runs up crying and Tracy says to Mr. Papadopoulos, she's like, you know, what do you do for fun? What do you do to unwind? And he starts listing off like, you know, I, I read, I go to the movies, I sing in choir. Yes. And Tracy just points out, you know, those are beautiful forms of art. Right. Get with the program, dude. Yeah. And I was like, and this is, and this part is where I wondered, did the same people write all three movies? Yes, yeah, they did. I just looked it up. Yeah. Well, I guess they ate their Wheaties for this last one. Yeah. Because it was way better than the other hand. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Like, this honestly could have been a standalone movie. Yeah. For the I, most part. I think the problem with these, and, and maybe that this problem will, will sh- uh, shapeshift over time, but the problem with this second three set of movies is... After setting up the the central romance of each movie, the the last two movies they were they were trying to kind of you know running in circles, trying to figure out ways to center the movie back on these couples, and I think they just figured out the formula on this last one. Yeah, so so you know it's it's the end. You know Tracy and Nick are heading back to New York. They're getting ready to leave, and then right when they're getting ready to leave. Mr. Papadopoulos shows up with Leo and says it's okay for him to go. And he's like, you know, we're probably going to have to go through a lot of red, red tape. He's like, which he's starting to get on my nerves this morning. You could take him. Right. And so then it goes to one year later and we're at Colin and Tessa's wedding. And then we find out, that Nick's sister is also getting married. And so, and then, you know, I already talked about the part that, you know, where Leo called Tracy mom and Tessa thanks them, you know, for the veil. And then they asked Emma and Avery asked Tracy, okay, do you finally believe in this veil? And Tracy's like, okay, yes, I do. Because basically they're pretty, what was it? They were seven for seven. As far as you know, yeah. yeah, seven times. So, so then, and, and oh, because oh, then Nick's sister is getting married too, and the other ladies are like, "Well, we're gonna crash it too." Yeah, because so then, that's all they do is they go to the weddings of these people that have touched this veil, right? And that's it. They've made a career out of that. So, so then at the last scene, they were going shopping through Greece. And this shopkeeper calls them into a shop and he starts telling him, you know, there's this necklace and there's a story behind this necklace and starts telling them the story. So I think it's kind of set up in a way that if they want to have more, they could have more about the necklace. And they should have done that with these three movies. About the, that uh, the christening gown. I don't know why they shied away from that. Yeah, but I think 
Oh, no, go ahead. No, I think the necklace is going to lead to the anal beads trilogy that we're going to see next well, year. Fine. You never know. They can use it in in uh, the the wedding veil. Uh, what's the other one I said? The, the wedding veil thruple. Thruple. Yes, the yeah. thruple. Thruple beads. But but I do think though that you know <laughs> they should just end now. They've ended it on an up note. They ended it with a good movie. So they should yeah just leave it alone. You know, learn from Jason Voorhees. Stop. Stop making movies because they're not going to get any better. And speaking about leaving alone, I got to leave you two alone because I got to head to Akbar. But before I go to Akbar, if right. you want to find me, you can find me at my website, leskirkendallbarrett.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Kirkendall. Jason. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to us. Give us five stars. It helps more people find the show. And write a little review. Let us, let us know what you're thinking. Uh, you can uh, follow us all on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. I'm at the Rogue Festival with my show, The Gesture of All Maladies. That's the Rogue Festival in Fresno, California, the first week of March. I have to remember my, I have to learn my lines. Yeah, you better because after you see, yeah. after you see Kurt with his lines learned, you can come see my show, The Royal Black uh, Swan: Confessions of America's First Black Drag Queen, which is also going to be at the Rogue Festival, and I'm going to spend the Rogue Festival tormenting Kurt Fitzpatrick and dragging him to gay bars, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, but so you already gave me a heads up, so I know what to look out for. Oh, I have tricks up yeah. my sleeve. Yeah. Don't forget, Les is a trickster. He is a lady detective. Right. He knows what he's doing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> see about and that. on that note, I've got to take my lady detective ass to a gay bar now. <laughs> so I'll see you later. Bye. 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 Bye.